Welcome back to Well, That's Interesting, the I don't know about you, but I'm not going in there edition. Oh my God, this is so relatable. <laughs> I, we barely started. <laughs> we barely started. Um, I mean, this is so relatable. That's This is how I feel when I see a cave. Mm-hmm. This is how, when I, how I feel when I see a woods. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Yes, definitely a woods. This is how I feel when I see a Trader Joe's. Oh, God. I, mm-hmm. A Target. A Target. A no Target. Way. A Uniqlo. A... <laughs> any... It's pretty a, much actually any store. It's a, a terrible feeling. Reed, it's just too much. Yeah. It's a terrible gut feeling. Yeah. Yeah. We might get that today. Um, <laughs> today. Good times. Episode, good times. Episode 059. You really need to look at these holes. I mean, <laughs> this is the best title we've ever had. It's pretty great. Um, this is the best it's title great. we've ever had. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm Jill Chacha. <laughs> <laughs> and I am with uh, feeling a little better is Marissa Riley. Thank you. Oh, yes. I was really sick. We thought it was food poisoning. And then now we're thinking it's a boring, old-fashioned cold. Indeed. Remember those? Yeah. They're so underwhelming. They're so um, great. Love them. They're, I mean, they're <laughs> better in comparison to a lot of things. Yeah. Um, but no, I'm feeling a little better. I ate a ton of Thai food. And now I am thrilled to talk about holes. <laughs> we're going to say holes so many Thank times. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. Like when I was writing it, I didn't realize, I mean, at the time, I didn't realize We'll have to be saying hole or holes so many times that it's gonna be, it's gonna be really hard. Be, <laughs> it's gonna be just really hard. Be so thankful that I don't have like the high energy I usually have, or else I would laugh every time either of oh, us man. said the word holes. Yeah, I that word it just <laughs> gets me. How can you? How it's amazing. Well, tell me, tell me about these holes. Okay. Uh, if this is your first time listening, uh, welcome to the flock. Welcome. Uh, Dr. Riley here comes in cold and uh, learns everything in real time, just like you. It's true, with the exception of this week. I will say I cheated a little bit. I looked um, at Jill's notes. I believe it was on Monday, and I just saw the word holes. Mm. Um, I do have it in all caps. It's in all caps. <laughs> it's at the very top of the page. It's so hard to miss. And... So yeah, so I knew there were holes involved, but other than that, I had I have no idea what we're gonna talk about. Yeah, you don't know what kind of holes, and boy howdy, we've got some interesting holes today. There, uh, there's a joke I want to make, but yes. I won't because I'm classy. Um, <laughs> we'll see how long how long it lasts. Okay, I'll probably break soon. <laughs> uh, I guess we should begin. Let's do it. All right, today it's all about natural gigantic holes in the earth. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all, all equal parts terrifying, mysterious, and beautiful. Aren't they? We're gonna, we're gonna travel the world and peer into their seemingly infinite void and see what stares back at us. What do you say? I, yeah. <laughs> okay, great. I'm still just trying to process that sentence you just said. It's <laughs> taken me. It's taken me entirely. Okay, <laughs> to places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> taken me to holes. Okay. Let's uh, head on over to our first hole, shall we? Let's Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, pack your bags and lots of sunscreen. We're heading over to the Middle East, specifically to the country of Yemen. All right. And we're driving hours to the middle of the desert in the Al-Mahra province. Oh, Al-Mahra. Al-Mahra. 
Al I'm gonna quit. You got it. It sounds great. Let's go. <laughs> now, for my fellow geographically challenged Americans, yes. if you're wondering where this is all located, don't worry. <laughs> don't worry, I got you. Please imagine the continent of Africa. Got it. Point to the northeast corner. You got it. And there's Egypt. Okay. Hello. Hello. Hop over the Red Sea to the right, and there is Saudi Arabia. Easy. And underneath Saudi Arabia, voila, is Yemen. Nice. You did it. We did it. We did it. And like I said, we're driving to the middle of the desert here, but we've made it. My friends, we're standing at the mouth of what locals call the Well of Hell. I love that. Yep. What an excellent name <laughs> for something. Yes, yes. Uh, let's get acquainted uh, a bit about the Well of Hell. First, the name is a little deceiving. Okay. It's not a man-made well. Okay. Uh, also, it's not used to gather water or gather anything. It's just a massive, massive hole you could see from a distance. Oh. Uh, my friends, the entrance to this hole is a near-perfect, gigantic circle, a staggering 98 feet in diameter. That's a big-ass hole. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This is a big hole. That is a big hole. It is. Uh, for perspective, that's about the width of a Boeing 737. That's a... That's, <laughs> I've said it once and I'll say it again. That's a big asshole. <laughs> Not only is the mouth of the well real wide, this well, she's real deep too. Yeah, um, <laughs> at her deepest, the hole reaches about 367 feet down. Uh -huh. My friends, it could swallow the Statue of Liberty and have room to spare. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Swallow her. Right. I don't know what that means. Let it go. See? Take, take it. Okay. Take it. <laughs> Lady Liberty is 305 feet tall. Amazing. And again, this well is 367 feet deep. So. Fuck yeah. Absolutely. Now, you're probably wondering why locals gave this hole the unforgettable nickname, Well of Hell. I uh, am. Yeah. Well, good news. There's a few reasons. Okay. Now, Dr. Marissa, I'd love to show you a picture or two of the hole. Yes, um, please. The first one is a close-up, and because of that, it's hard to gauge the scale of this thing. Okay. So I'm, okay, also, okay. <laughs> I'm also going to show you a landscape shot. I love a landscape <laughs> shot. That's right. Uh, please tell us all of your emotions and how you'd feel, say, stumbling upon this in the desert. And of course, if, if, if you want to go inside. Probably not, but <laughs> I, I need to see the photos okay. first. Uh, every photo we talk about today uh, will be on our social media stuff, so please come on by and take a look at our holes. Please do. <laughs> look at our holes. <laughs> okay, here is the close-up. All right, so... Um, yeah. Here we go. I am looking at a desert, a picture of a desert, kind of an overhead view, mm -hmm. um, a sky view, one might say. And um, in it is a um, perfect round hole. It looks like someone took like a um, like took a pencil yeah. and then put the eraser part in some sand, twisted it around and then pulled the pencil out. Yeah. That's what it looks like. That's pretty great. And yeah. it's deep and it's black. It's it's pitch black. It's, it's pitch black cuz yeah. it's so deep. And um and yeah, it's in the desert. Yeah. Okay. So, I'm glad you brought up the pitch blackness, which is kind of crazy for being in a desert how dark it is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to pan back and you're really going to see the width of this fucking hole. Okay. 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 Right there. Oh, it's so wide. Yeah. Um, what's interesting is panning back does make it look bigger because it's right next to, I guess these are mountains. Yeah. Like and, and it's, I mean, mountains are big and so is this hole. <laughs> yeah. So 
it's a big hole. It is. And it's just, I don't know, it's just in the middle of nowhere. It's, it's so really odd. It's so odd. And it's not man-made? No, not man-made at all. Are we'll, we'll we going? Okay, yeah. good, good, good. We'll I need totally to know. Get to it. Yeah. My theory is aliens. Great. Okay, that's just, yeah, that's a good one. Really? That's a, that it, some explain. Well, actually, you know what? Let me get to it. Okay. Okay. Now, okay. needless to say, visually, it's not a welcoming hole. No, <laughs> you don't. Overall. You don't want to. I mean, you don't want to take an Instagram picture with this no, hole. No, no, you don't. No. Uh, its placement in the middle of nowhere is bizarre. It stands out as the only hole in, the, in a vast stretch of nothingness. Yeah. It's almost foreboding and kind of gives you the creeps. Now, this is a naturally forming hole, like I said, and we'll get to how it happened, but. As you can imagine, before any modern geological explanation could be given, local folklore filled in the blanks. Oh, yeah. I can see people worshipping this hole. <laughs> I can see people sacrificing things yeah. into this hole. Yeah. And I only say that because, um, I mean, that's how I feel yeah. about this hole. Those are two good ideas. I want to sacrifice stuff mm-hmm. and, uh, and maybe... For organizations, put things away. Yeah, maybe yeah. pray to it and yeah. ask it for money. So, <laughs> so. there we go. Uh, on occasion, over the millennia, people have reported foul smells wafting out from its depths. Oh, no. Smells easily identifiable with death and decay. Oh, no. Yeah. It was believed if you got too close to the edge, you would be sucked in. And what? Yeah, and even talking about the hole would be- would bring bad luck. Oh, shit. Oh, we're in so much trouble. <laughs> <laughs> So these lovely characteristics, along with its random isolated location and pitch black void, convinced tribes living here that, dude, it's totally the gateway to hell and or a prison for demons. I I believe it. Thus the well of hell. Now, when I say a prison for demons, these demons aren't the Western or European concept of demons who are supernatural, eternal beings that are exclusively evil. Local legend says what's inside the hole is worse than that. What? <laughs> yes. How do you get worse than something that's exclusively evil? <laughs> uh, this prison or gateway is filled with gin. J-I-M-N. <gasps> Got it. I've yeah. heard of these. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they are real-life, living, breathing, shape-shifting creatures who have free will and choose to be evil. Oh, that is, that is pretty sinister. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty bad. Now, there could be an entire podcast series dedicated to these things, and I really hope there is one out there. Uh, But in the meantime, we're going to give you a very condensed idea of what these things are capable of. Now, Dr. Marissa, please tell us more about these fascinating, possibly fictional beings who may or may not be living inside this hole. Absolutely. All right. According to LiveScience.com, jinn are invisible to humans in their pure form, but can take any form they please to suit their needs. Jinn, just like people, can be good or evil. They are born, grow up, marry, have jobs, raise families, live in their own communities, and die just like us. Jinn are sometimes blamed for unexplained minor health scares, accidents, and misfortune. For example, in 2000, teachers at an all-girls school in the Saudi Arabian city of Jeddah began having mysterious fits and seizures, though doctors attributed that incident to mass hysteria. Again. Jeez. (laughs) Wait, wait. There you go. That's my thought on mass hysteria (laughs) among women. Um, Okay, though doctors believe that a horrible thing to be true. Many believe that Jin haunted the school and were to blame for the attack. 
in May 2015, nine elementary and middle school students at a girls' school in southern Saudi Arabia claimed that jinns had made them feel unwell, causing episodes of fainting and spasms. Nearly 200 of their classmates refused to attend school for two days while medical authorities searched for an explanation. And, quote, mm-hmm. I believe I believe in the gin. I, uh, I think the gin did it. <laughs> gin did it. It is not mass hysteria. That is so dumb. Yeah. Put it on a toe. It's gin a fucking it. demon. <laughs> the gin did it. There you go. So 2000, 2015, these are pretty modern cases. So the fear of these things and their power is very much still present in the cultural sphere, if you will. So what we have here, my friends, in sum, is either an ancient hole filled with nothing but the scent of death at best, Mm -hmm. or it's filled with a legion of demony things at worst. I hope it's the demony things. (laughs) That sounds funner. Yeah. Now, it's not known for sure because no one... Has made it into no one has made it to the bottom of the hole. What we've yeah. never even tried, yeah. or at least made it to the bottom and returned to tell about it. Oh, that is until last month. Yes, <laughs> what's in the hole, <laughs> Dr. Marissa? Would you like to find out what's inside the hole? Yes, please, I really I wrote, do. I wrote that in my notes, so I had to say. It. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. And the answer is yes, yes, please. Okay. Let's head on back to mid-September when a team of 10 explorers from the Omani Caves Exploration Team, or OSET, suited up and swallowed their fears. Quote, passion drove us to do this, Mohammed Al-Kandi, a geology professor at the German University of Technology in Oman, who was part of the OSET team, told French news agency AFP. Okay. And, we, and we felt that this is something that will reveal a new wonder and a part of Yemeni history. All right. All right. All right. Sorry to cut you off. I'm just very excited. (laughs) Very, very much leaning in. Yes. Uh, Dr. Marissa, would you like to see a photo of this passionate team and the expressions on their faces? Yeah. Oh, my God. If you could just describe that look. Okay. Show me this damn team. Oh, my God. This team. (laughs) Look at this guy's face. Oh, my God. I mean, this is how I think... I mean... So they all look miserable, right? (laughs) I think this is how we all actually feel when we go into our offices every day. And I think we should start making the expressions of this team for transparency. These people do not want to be here. It's hard. It's a hard look. look. Unless they're smiling on the inside. I don't (laughs) think so. They're not excited to go to the well of hell. Yeah. Not not thrilled in this particular photo. Um, But yeah, they're suited up. They're all... Got their shit all over and oh, full, they're ready to go. Yeah, their full professional mountain gear, and anyway, the team des- uh, descended nearly four hundred feet to the limestone floor below when they came face to face with, you guessed it, a thirty foot tall demon. What? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I'm kidding, of course. Oh. It wasn't. I know. I'm sorry. It wasn't a demon. It was just one of the obscenely tall stalagmites that had formed over millions of years. That's not a demon at all. <laughs> Sorry. Come back. Wait, come be. back. Okay, I'm okay, coming back. Come back, come back, come back. Okay, so what the fuck is a stalagmite? Well, if you've ever seen inside of an old cave, you've probably seen stalagmites. They look like thin towers of rock. Um, the ones seemingly dripping from the ceiling of caves are called stalactites. So, so that's a difference. Stalagmite is from the floor. You got it. Got it. Yeah. Nailed it. There you go. Now, 
Dr. Marissa, please give us some technical mumbo jumbo as to how they form and how fast they grow. I would love to. All right. According to sciencefocus.com, quote, <laughs> stalactites form when water containing dissolved calcium bicarbonate from the limestone rock drips from the ceiling of the cave. As the water comes in contact with the air, some of the calcium bicarbonate precipitates back into the limestone, forming a tiny ring, which gradually elongates to form a stalactite. Stalagmites grow upwards from the drips that fall to the floor. They spread outwards more, so they have a wider, flatter shape than stalactites, but they gain mass roughly the same. Uh, limestone stalactites uh, form extremely slowly, usually uh, less than four inches every thousand years. Are you that's kidding right. me? End quote. Um, <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, that's insane. Four inches every thousand years. That's so. And these and these were thirty feet tall in that well. Yeah. I don't. I'm not going to do the math, but that's no many thousands of years. That's many, many maths. Many it's maths. Many maths. Yes, it's the math is big. So much math. Um, now, as you, I mean, just for a moment, if you can imagine, like being a kid and peering over the side of this hole and just seeing a bunch of these creepy tall figures at the bottom, I mean, that's pretty fucked up. I, I would yeah. feel uh, upset. Yeah, totally. that the feeling I would feel is bad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, what other shit did they find? I'm, I'm glad you asked. Yes. Uh, some teeny things too. Teeny rare green cave pearls. What? Yeah, and they l- kind of look like just what like just what they sound like. Uh, and they form in a similar way to those stalagmites, but they need the perfect conditions as not to upset their circular shape. Oh, I like this. Yeah. Quote: Cave pearls form. Excuse me. <clears throat> quote. Cave pearls form from dripping or flowing water as concentric layers of mineral, usually around some kind of nucleus, said Leslie Mellum, a geologist at Western Illinois University, (gasps) to live science. Practically anything can act as a nucleus, whatever is present in the cave or mine. Since the nucleus is loose, minerals can grow entirely around the grain, which starts a pearl forming, end quote. That's so cool. So it's like these things sort of build around like a you know, tiny rock exactly. or something, yeah. and it creates a pearl. And it, yeah, there you go. I want one. Yeah. <laughs> so Get me one. Yeah. Uh, cave pearls are uncommon and can grow only on parts of a cave floor that are completely flat, so the nucleus doesn't move around, Melum said. That's magic. Yeah, exactly. This sounds like witchcraft. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> so now between the towering stalagmites and perfect pearls, you'd think there are no residents in this here hole to disturb their growth. And uh-huh. you're right, kind of. There are no demons, unfortunately. But we've got the next best thing. Snakes. <gasps> I love it! <laughs> oh, that's so scary! Yeah. I love that! <laughs> okay, it's pretty good. Dr. Marissa, tell us who actually lives and thrives in this random hole out in the desert. I would love to talk about it. All right, via LiveScience.com and France24.com, quote, There were snakes. <laughs> <laughs> But they won't bother you unless you bother them, Mohammed al-Kindi told AFP. The explorers also reported seeing frogs and beetles inside the cave system, as well as several dead animals, mainly birds, that appeared to have fallen inside the pit. The rotting corpses 
could have caused the stench reported by locals, but there was no overwhelming bad smell inside the hole, Al Kendi told AFP, end quote. There you go. So no, nothing overwhelming, but... So people were just <laughs> whining. Whining about... Well, there were dead things. There were dead there things. There were dead things. That yeah. smells bad. But a bunch of dead birds don't mm. smell that bad. Mm. It has to be like a lot of dead birds. Maybe it was a lot. Maybe it was like bigger, bigger maybe things. There, maybe like one person went there <laughs> on like a bad day yes. yep. and was like, oh, this smells terrible. And then everyone yeah. just... The stinky believed, hole. Yeah. Believed him. <laughs> the stinky hole. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> stinky hole. So... <laughs> Desert amphibians and insects call the Well of Hell home, uh, and some call it their final resting place. But how the hell did the well come to be anyway? Yes! The leading theory is it's a good old-fashioned sinkhole. Oh, I there love a go. sinkhole. Philip Van Bayen, or Bainen, a sinkhole expert at the University of you guessed it, South Florida. Of course. <laughs> of course. That's where all the sinkhole experts come from. Always. <laughs> where else? Uh, Philip told Live Science that the most common are collapse in subsidence sinkholes. And this one, officially called the Well of Barut, could have been formed from a combo of the two. Quote, collapse sinkholes form when voids in the bedrock below the surface expand so much that the roof above is no longer supportive and the rock and overlying sediment suddenly collapse into the cave. That makes total sense. I yeah. can see that happening here. Subsidence sinkholes happen in areas where sand covers the bedrock. Okay. The sand filters down into openings in the rock, gradually causing the land surface to sink. Continued erosion increases the size of the depression. End quote. I can see that as well. Yeah. It just would take a long time. Motherfucking this, long this time. This thing has been... Many maths in the making. <laughs> That's right. Now, all of this rock talk is informative, but not too thrilling. So, Dr. Marissa, I've got good news. The team was able to edit together a one-minute video of their descent. Thank God. <laughs> and it turns out the inside of the well of hell is kind of pretty. Oh, I'd love to yeah. see it. So, I'd love to show it to you, and please tell us what you see. Um, I'll provide screenshots on our social media stuff, so please come on by and see what's inside. Our lovely hole. Excellent. Uh, but <laughs> if you're at home and want to check it out, Google BBC Well of Hell, and it should pop up. Pumped. I'm okay. pumped. All right, here we go. I'm going to play this. Oh, you. this is just, well, first of all, the opening shot of this is incredible. Yeah. Looking at the edge of this uh, hole, yeah. is go it's kind of gorgeous. It looks like they're hanging off of, like, a very immense cliff. Yeah. So yeah, when you put people in the picture, you really see like the scale. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. It's fucking huge. Okay, man. here we go. No. All right. So this guy is taking a rope down. He's slowly, uh, you know, he's got all of his gear. He's slowly lowering himself down. Let's see. And oh my god! Oh, it's gorgeous. Okay, no. so we're seeing a shot from the bottom of it. And it's just this beautiful, huge cavern. There's uh, the stalagmites. Um, the sun is beaming down, and it's just gorgeous. There's water dripping. There's, like, green kind of moss mm -hmm. algae going on. It's, Those are the pearls. Check and the pearls are incredible. Oh, <laughs> my God. They're, like, little... They're like little pearls, yeah. little and all these tiny baby um, stalagmites. These little pointy cones coming out of the ground are so cool. It's a really beautiful scene. Um, yeah, there you yeah go. and it, there's it. It basically looks like a waterfall. It's so so incredible. Yeah, it's pretty 
pretty amazing. It's so. not spooky at all. It's just yeah. really cool. So there you have it, folks. Hell's well. And after the break, we're leaving a hot desert for a cold one. Are we? A cold one filled with explosions. Of course. <laughs> but of course. So, so please, stay tuned. Please do. And we're back. We are so back. We're so back. And if you thought we were in the middle of nowhere before, brace yourself. We're in Siberia. What? Oh, no. <laughs> That's so in the middle of nowhere. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. <laughs> no. Hold on to that sunscreen and pack a very warm coat. Yeah. We're nearly at the top of the world. The Yamal Peninsula of Siberia. Holy shit. So where in God's name is that? Don't you worry. I got you. Everyone, imagine the expanse that is Russia. Okay. All 13 time zones. Now (laughs) now point to the very top. Okay. In the middle of the northern coast. Okay. Now move your finger a smidge to the left. Okay. Say hello to the Yamal Peninsula, which is so north, it's part of the permafrost that is the Arctic Circle. Oh my God. Yep. Damn, <laughs> I am cold. Yeah, it's fucking cold. And just a refresher as to what the permafrost is. According to NASA.gov, permafrost is any ground that remains completely frozen for at least two years straight. Oh my god. Yeah, needless to say, the Arctic Circle is way older than two years. Uh, and if you've been paying attention to the news lately, scientists have been keeping an eye on its condition. Yeah. Yeah. Put a, oh. yeah. Put a pin in that. Okay. So, back in the summer of love, 2014. Good times. <laughs> The Yamal Peninsula made the news itself when a massive, massive crater just suddenly appeared. Aliens. (laughs) My friends, this hole was way bigger than the Well of Hell. What? The opening was a staggering 131 feet in diameter. That's a big ass hole, you guys. (laughs) That's right. This big hole quickly had company. For the past seven years, a whopping 20 Two zero craters have popped up on the scene. Aliens. <laughs> the most recent was formed just last year in August, and scientists gave it the name C-17. All right, we're going to pause right there. Yeah. That is such a, I mean, I get it that it's C, like crater, yeah. and 17, mm-hmm. like probably it's the 17th, whatever. I know, I know. Um, I know. But if they, what if they had like given it fun names? Like you got to you got to name your hole. You got to you got to name your hole. And yeah. What would you name? <laughs> no. This hole. Um are we giving them human names? Yes, of course. I could I could see naming a hole Deborah. I can see a Deborah. <laughs> I could see a Deborah. A you Joanne. have to give them like really basic names. Yeah. Um yeah. Debbie. Mhm. Debbie the hole. Debbie the hole. <laughs> I mean we, we need that illustrated. We need Someone that. Someone make a pin, Debbie the Hole. Like Debbie the pin. Hole. Yeah. <laughs> Put it on a leather jacket. That's right. I can see it now. Debbie and the Holes. It's a band. Ah, there you go. Start it. <laughs> Start it now. Sorry, someone else do it. I'm tired. I have to rest after this. I need a nap. But you start this band Gen Z. That's right. It's your time. It's your hole. It's your hole. <laughs> so, <laughs> C17, would you like to see the newest member of the family? I would love these to. Holes? Here we go. There it's so go. big. It's, it's so just big. so big. Um, yep, there's a person right over there. It's basically barely. kind of like a field. Um, and then, you know, right in the middle of the field is a big 
gaping hole. There you go. And uh, it's it's rocky. It's got rockiness <laughs> to it, mm-hmm. and it's dark. And it's a hole. Yeah. Right, there you go. Uh, if y'all would like some dimensions, C-17 is 65 feet across and 100 feet deep. Damn. Yeah. Now, needless to say, terrifying holes suddenly appearing is an issue. Uh, Agreed. Because <laughs> yeah. that means the aliens right. um, are hiding Could be. stuff yeah. there. That's right. Clearly. That's... Uh, enter the scientists at Skolkovo Institute of Science and Technology in Moscow. Fuck yeah. It was they who took up the challenge of determining what was behind all of this. Uh-huh. Now, <laughs> you're like, it's aliens, I know. It, I, I mean, <laughs> as a doctor, I my clinical diagnosis is yeah. aliens did you're, this. You're playing the alien card. I love it. Uh-huh. The whole way. <laughs> Even after you tell me whatever scientific explanation it is, I know the real T- one. Tap in that card. The truth is out there. <laughs> I can't believe I started singing X-Files. I'm so sorry. Please keep listening to all that's interesting. We love you. We love you. So judging by the debris patterns scattered around the area and the lack of any reported meteor sightings, it was clear. These were formed by explosions. Oh, what? Yeah. And my friends, explosions not by any military exercise or a pipeline rupturing, but by something else man-made. Uh-huh. Climate change. Oh, my God. Yeah. I know. I, I oh. yeah. According, excuse me. According to their study published this month in the journal Geosciences, these craters are what's called gas emission craters. Oh no! And the Live Science article, "A Giant Gaping Crater Has Been Blasted Open in Siberia," does a really great job explaining how they come about. Uh, a big thank you to Tom Hale for the write-up. Thanks, um, Tommy. Yeah. Dr. Marissa, would you be so kind as to tell us some informative bad news? <laughs> I would love to. I love giving some bad news. All right. <laughs> Quote, C-17 is the result of permafrost that's been thawing from rising temperatures in the area. Womp womp. Permafrost is rocky soil or sediment that's typically frozen year-round and contains huge stores of organic carbon and frozen microorganisms. As temperatures warm and the icy permafrost begins to thaw, bacteria and other microbes spring to life and start pumping out the methane under the damp and low oxygen conditions. Occasionally, this methane can become trapped beneath the ground, which simultaneously becomes unstable from the thawing permafrost eventually the reservoirs of gas build up enough pressure and the next thing you know kaboom a crater is formed end quote Mm -hmm. i really wanted to say a star is born (laughs) end quote um so basically uh this is our fault yeah it's we fucked up um it's happening at a very fast pace yeah. yeah so as as this shit melts other stuff comes alive, creates methane. You got it. Blows it She's up. She's got it, folks. So, my friends, this shit cake has a few layers to it. Amazing. Uh, for you see, this crater isn't the final result of, of the explosion. Oh. Thousands of years of carbon that was once trapped in the ice is now released and in a burst and added to what's already in our atmosphere. The methane farted out by the resurrected micro- <laughs> microbes joins the party, and that methane is described as, quote, an especially potent greenhouse gas and has significantly more warming power than carbon dioxide, end quote. 
So that's awesome. So basically, our our gases mm-hmm. are making holes in the ozone, and also making holes in the ground <laughs> that are producing more gases that are making holes in the ozone. Am I getting that right? You got it. Oh my god! Yeah, holes, holes galore. See, I did go to college. <laughs> I think. <laughs> now. I guess this next part could be taken as good news. Um, these gas emission craters won't spontaneously form in your backyard. Okay. Unless you live in Yamal. Got it. So, quote, these craters form under a certain combination of cryological and geological conditions in gas-saturated gas permafrost that encloses a thick, massive ground ice. In, it's, it's just there. Okay. <laughs> So, and it's not going to happen yeah. to you unless you're there. Yes. Too. Such conditions exist currently in some areas of northern West Siberia, like the Yamal and Gaiden Peninsula. But this combination of factors does not always occur elsewhere in the Arctic. Therefore, explosive gas release is not a ubiquitous phenomenon in the permafrost of Eurasia and North America. Hmm. End quote. Hmm. So, from the study, formation of gas emission craters in northern West Siberia. Got it. Yeah. Ah, that was tiring. So, no holes in your backyard. You don't have to worry about that. Just the weather, our food supply, the coastlines, and fire season, and hurricane seasons, and the future. <laughs> that's, that's all you got to worry about. That's all you have to worry about. Uh, the, the, the past, the present, and the future. That's it. That's it. That's it. No big deal. Mm-mm. The end. The end. <laughs> Yay. What a uplifting. I know. I <laughs> I really wonder if someone like I it probably doesn't happen all at once Hmm. but if someone was there to witness like the beginnings of this hole and like they were walking around they're like oh my god (laughs) that's kind of like this is not an equal but but like sometimes when you walk around Brooklyn the manholes just kind of explode oh all the time (laughs) all the time kind of it would kind of be like that I think or like a douchebag throws up like you just see it all the time (laughs) that's right there you go thank you for listening subscribing telling your friends about all of these holes thank you and uh you know what stay interesting oh please do